How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It is so good to be with you. If you're brand new to the ministry, welcome. We're just a bunch of guys who are trying to figure out what it looks like to fall in love with Jesus, to help our family do the same, to lead our family as the spiritual leaders of our home. And so we're all kind of stumbling our way through that together. We'd love to have you come stumble with us. You can do that by going to dadtired.com. Click the community tab. That will link you over to a closed group that we have on Facebook. We've got a bunch of guys from around the world who are taking this stuff seriously. And we'd love to have you come be part of that. So make sure to go to dadtired.com. Click the community tab. Also, for uh, you new listeners and longtime listeners, the place I probably hang out the most um, is actually on Instagram. So if you want to connect with me over there, I'd love to meet you there and say hi. And I'm, I'm always pretty active over there. I know a bunch of dudes aren't uh, as active on social media and especially on Instagram. But if you are, that's where I probably hang out the most. So come hang out with me over there, just dad.tired. But that closed Facebook community, that's just for men. It's a really like close group of guys who are just sharing prayer requests and all that kind of good stuff. It's really, really good. Um, so make sure to go check that out. Uh, hey, today I want to thank um, one of our Dad Tired listeners, actually. Um, one of the listeners, his name's Kyle Hackney. And Kyle is a financial advisor, and he um, actually sponsored this episode, which is super, super cool. Um, Kyle has been listening to the podcast. He's been uh, just encouraged by it and uh, been able to glean some stuff to help fall in love with Jesus and help lead his family to do the same. And uh, he said he wanted to sponsor this podcast episode, which is amazing. Um, So P.S., if you are a business owner and you're interested in sponsoring the podcast um, and episode as well, we'd love to have you do that. I always love promoting people within the Dad Tired community because we're all kind of one big family together. So anyway, um, what I like about what Kyle's doing is for most of us like young dads, we don't really, we're just trying to like survive. A lot of us are just like paycheck to paycheck. You're trying to figure out like how are you going to pay the bills this week? And uh, we know we should be like thinking about our kids' college fund and retirement and all that stuff, but it just gets a little bit chaotic as young couples as we're trying to kind of establish ourselves as establish ourselves as young men. But um, Kyle helps people get on the right track, man. So if you're just like in need of some financial help, assistance, and, and kind of figuring out a game plan for your future, whether that be retirement, savings, college funds, whatever it is. Um, Kyle's a dad tired listener. He loves the Lord. Um, he's part of our dad tired family. And so anyway, uh, I definitely would recommend jumping over to what he's doing and just having a conversation with him and getting some help. His phone number is 919-971-1673. Again, that's 919-971-1673. 1673. You can just call him directly and say, Hey man, heard about you on the Dad Tired Podcast and would love to uh, just talk to you about getting some help. Um, I'll also link um, his website directly into the show notes. So if you just want to, if you weren't able to write that number down, you can go into the show notes and just I'll click a direct link straight to his page so you can shoot him an email or um, check out his website and all that stuff. Again, he's a Dad Tired listener. He loves the Lord. Um, he's part of the Dad Tired family and uh, would love to help get your finances on track. So make sure to check out what he's doing. And thank you, Kyle, for sponsoring this episode and believing in the Dad Tired ministry, man. Glad it's helpful for you. I uh, also want to thank my friends over at Marriage After God. Um, 
what they're doing. I've talked to you guys about them a lot. They put out a book. It's the number one marriage book I saw right now on Amazon uh, in the Christian category, which is amazing. They've, they've done really, really, really well. Um, I've read that book. I've endorsed the book. Um, what I love about Aaron and Jennifer is there's just no th- frills, man. They're just like straight to the point. Um, they're not going to like fluff it up with a bunch of stuff that's unnecessary. They're only going to speak truth. They, they do that on their podcast. They do that on all their books. Any kind of content that you're going to pull out from Aaron and Jennifer, it's going to be straight gospel truth, good biblical foundational stuff. So if you haven't picked up their book, Marriage After God, I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes in the show notes for that book as well. Um, and also go over and subscribe to their podcast because it's really, really good. Um, so thanks to Marriage After God for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Kyle Hackney, for sponsoring this episode over at moneyconcepts.com. Um, yeah, let's dive into today's episode. You can probably tell <clears throat> that I sound uh, a little bit more nasally. I didn't make like edits <laughs> on the settings. Uh, I'm, I'm still recovering from a sickness. Um, a lot of you guys reached out, DM'd me and were like, dude, what's up? There's no podcast. It's not refreshing. Uh, my goal was to put out a podcast last week and I just, uh, I think I caught the flu. Like I'm not totally sure. Um, I don't think I've had the flu, but I'm married to a nurse and all five of us were sick after we got off the cruise and uh, we were literally for seven straight days laying in our uh, living room, all five of us just laying on the floor, laying on the couch. Um, and we were just like, it was miserable fevers, coughs. It was so, so bad. Um, but I'm still kind of recovering from that, which you could probably tell in my uh, nose and in my voice. Um, <clears throat> one of the good things on that, by the way, um, we, I don't know, good or bad, we watched about a year's worth of TV in seven days. Um, and <clears throat> the show that I got like addicted to is called Live PD. I'm sure if you have TV, you've probably heard of this show. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> uh, I secretly wanted to be a cop when I was growing up and I can't cause I'm colorblind. Uh, but I love cop. I love, I'm like, I'm love police officers. We have a lot of police officers who are dad tired listeners and part of the dad tired community. Um, I'm thankful for what you guys are doing. So, uh, anyway, the live PD, super funny, fun show, really entertaining show. But one of the guys on there, um, I won't go into this too in, in depth cause I'll talk about it more later. But one of the guy, one of the police officers on the show, um, I was just always impressed with the man. We watched a lot of TV over, <laughs> over the last seven days and he kept coming on. I was like, man, this guy's just impressive. The way he treats people, he's so respectful regardless of how he's interacting with the public. He's just always super uh, respectful of people. And so I actually looked him up. I stalked him on Instagram, found out that he loves the Lord and uh, he's a follower of Jesus. And so I'm like, bro, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, that'd be awesome. So I'm actually going to have him on the show. We're still working on uh, scheduling the dates and all that. Um, but yeah, anyway, if you watch live PD, one of the officers from, uh, live PD will be on our show. I'm going to hold out his name for right now, just until I confirm him for sure, for sure. Um, but anyway, really good dude. Uh, also, sorry, I, I just have ADD last thing. Um, we have a conference coming up in Ohio, um, a dad tired conference. I know a bunch of you guys are out in Ohio. Let me make sure triple check, make sure I have the right dates on that. So I don't just say it off the cuff and I'm wrong. Upcoming conferences on dadtire.com. September 21st in Waterville, Ohio, we are going to have a conference, a dad tire conference. You can go to dadtire.com and if you just click the conferences tab, you can actually uh, get tickets, your tickets for that um, right through the website. So if you live anywhere near the, I think it's near Toledo, Waterville, Anywhere in the Ohio, that, I don't know the area very well, but if you're anywhere in that area, come hang out with us, Dad Tired Conference. We have a bunch of guys from 
the area who are part of Dad Tired. So I'm expecting a lot of you guys to come. Um, again, you can go to dadtired.com, then just click the conferences tab and that will link you over to that. All right. Um, got a lot of details out of the way. <laughs> um, so this last week we, we went on a cruise together as a family. I was speaking on the DC talk cruise. Um, got the whole family to come out for that. Then we were sick for the week coming, the week after that. Uh, we've just spent a lot, a lot of time together. Like we, we always spend a lot of time together, but this was like a lot of time together as the five of us, um, which anytime you put five people who are sinful under one roof for any amount of time, uh, there's going to be some sin involved. There's going to be some friction. And uh, so anyway, we're trying to serve each other as we're sick and all this stuff. But there, there was at one point we kept going to the doctor in and out of the doctor um, trying to figure out why we were sick and if we needed antibiotics and all that stuff. And there was one particular episode that I had with my son where I was wanting him to be brave. He was kind of having, struggling with some anxiety. He was freaking out at the doctor's office and I was getting, you know, my, atten- my, um, my, I, I don't, I don't know what word I'm looking for. My, uh, patience was, was lower than it normally would be. And, um, so I just, I, I blew up on him a little bit. I got frustrated with him. I said something, I actually said something really hurtful to him. It was, it was hurtful to him. I didn't mean for it to be hurtful. I wasn't trying to say something hurtful. Um, and he took it really, he, he, he just took it really, really hard. It actually deeply hurt his feelings. We had to spend like two days, um, just talking back and forth and what I meant and how to process that and, uh, all that stuff. So anyway, it was, we, we just had this kind of moment where, uh, it was hard. It was a difficult week, and and I had said some things that hurt him, and we were trying to figure that out together. But one of the things that um, during this last week, as we were sick and trying to get better, that I was trying to process with my kids is I was getting really frustrated with them because I wanted them to behave a certain way towards each other and and towards other people like the doctors and towards some neighbors that we were interacting with, and I was just getting really really frustrated. And I found myself more frustrated than normal toward my kids and. Uh, I was kind of lecturing them on how, as in our Lo- in the Lopes family, this is how we act. This is what this is the standard of our behavior as followers of Jesus in our family. These things are an option. This is what we do in our family. And as I'm kind of ranting and kind of giving my kids a lecture on what I expect in their character and in their behavior, I just felt like smacked across the face uh, with this thought. <laughs> uh, I just had this thought, and again, I don't, it could have been the NyQuil I hangover I was on, or it could have been the Holy Spirit. Uh, but this was the thought. I just thought, am I being the man that I want my kids to be? Um, am I the kind of man that I'm expecting them to be? And uh, I guess the analogy that came to mind is like, Oftentimes I'm talking to my kids over and over and over. I'm kind of telling them what I expect from them. I'm, I'm using my words to tell them um, what I expect in their character and what I expect from their behavior. And I just had this thought like, am I the kind of man that I'm telling them to be? And I, for my son, you know, he, he's getting into music and into drums and stuff like that. Like I grew up playing drums. I grew up playing music. I could tell him till I'm blue in the face how to play drums. We could read books about it. We could buy, you know, instruction manuals on the best way to like play drums and all that stuff. But here's the thing. I have an electric drum set. I took the electric drum set out of my garage, dusted it off, and I put it into our living room. And within a couple weeks, he was learning how to play the drums. Uh, Sometimes I would sit down and play. He would watch me and then he would get on and play. We'd turn on the music. He would practice playing. But the reality is like... 
He got some drumsticks in his hands and he started to beat the darn things and he started to stumble his way and learn how to play drums way more and way faster than had I just told him. And I was just thinking about in scripture, like with Jesus, discipleship that we see in Jesus, when Jesus picks his 12 disciples, Jesus has lots of disciples. He has 12 that he's really close to. When Jesus tells his disciples, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men, what he doesn't say is, come and listen to me and I will tell you what it's like to be a fisher of men. He says, come follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. And then what Jesus does is he models out. He's constantly telling them and modeling for them what it looks like to be a disciple. And I just felt convicted this week, like discipleship always is a show and tell model. It's never a tell and tell model. That's what we see all throughout scripture. It's always show and tell. Let me show you what it looks like to follow God. And let me tell you what it looks like to follow God. And those two things paired together are always the, the formula for making disciples. It's what we see Jesus do all the time. It's one thing for Jesus to say, uh, you know, I want you to care for the marginalized. It's a whole other thing for Jesus to actually put his hands on a leper, or on the sick, on the blind, on the people who the culture would say is quote unquote sinful, right? So it's one thing for him to just like say it and to preach it, but it's a whole other thing for his disciples when they actually see him put his hands on people and to care for people and to heal people and to be generous with his stuff. Like they saw him do things and they heard him do things. And so discipleship is always a show and tell model. It's the two paired together. And I just felt convicted this week that, man, I've been in like a tell and tell model with my kids lately. Uh, I've been telling them over and over and over and talking, talking, talking. But I just felt this conviction, like, am I actually showing? Do my kids see me uh, acting out the characteristics that I want from them? And I I just, man, I, you know, as I was kind of getting frustrated and telling my kids what I want them to do, I just thought, man, it's on me. Like, I'm, I'm the dad here. They're kids. They're eight and five. If I want them to be a certain way, what I need to do as the dad, as the head of this household, is to actually hold their hand and to show them. Uh, If I want my kids to be disciplined, then I need to be disciplined with them, not just tell them what a disciplined kid looks like or what a disciplined man or person looks like. I need to be disciplined with them. Uh, If I want to show them, if I need to, if I want to tell them what it's like to be generous, like I need to show them. It's a show and tell model. Here's what it looks like to be generous. Come be generous with me. Um, as opposed to saying, you need to always share, you need to do this. This is how you need to act. Uh, if I want them to be humble, like I need show them, practice being humble with them, their kids. And I even thought this for my wife, like as the, as the spiritual leader of, of our home, as the head of our home, if my wife is struggling with something, if I see her trying to wrestle out something in her faith, I, my mandate is not just to tell her. And man, I'm like good at talking. Uh, and I don't mean that in like a proud way. I mean like that in a, in a, uh, convicting way. Like I, I need to shut my mouth and start actually doing something instead of just blabbing my mouth all the time. Um, but if I see anyone in my household struggling, the, the mandate is not for me to give lectures. The mandate is for me to actually show them. And so I just told my son uh, in particular who was struggling this week, I said, son, uh, here's what I want to see in you. Here's what I see God building up in you. I think he's trying to grow this area in you and I want to do this with you. And so I actually told my son, let's get up every day uh, in the morning before the rest of the family and let's spend time in the word together. Um, If I want my son to be shaped by Jesus, then I need to be shaped by Jesus with him. 
I'm still the primary influence influencer uh, in his life. And so I'm not just going to tell and tell, I'm going to show and tell. And so I said, I said, son, let's just get up uh, and and study the scriptures together. And so we just opened up James, man, if you like, you just want to, if you want really practical, like way to follow Jesus, just so James, like great place to start. Uh, you may have read it a million times. I, I was thinking this this morning, like if all you did as a Christian for the next year was read James 1, just the first chapter of James. Just read James 1 and try to practice doing everything James says to do in James chapter 1. I think it would take you at least a year <laughs> to go through it. There's so much in there. And uh, and one thing that James says in James 1 is don't just be listeners uh, to the Bible. Don't just be readers, but actually doers of the word. <clears throat> and so if we actually practice doing what we read and not just, not just reading for the sake of reading and being disciplined, but actually doing what the Bible says to do, man, I, like it would take us a real really long time just to practice that one chapter. And so I opened up that chapter with my son. We got up in the morning. I said, this, this is the man I want you to be. And so I want to do this with you. This is the kind of man I want you to be a disciplined man of God. Uh, so I need to be a disciplined man of God. And so we just read the word together. And, uh, and then we came across a verse in James 1, James 1.19 that says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Bro, like that's going to take you a year to practice that, by the way. Uh, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Literally exactly what I'm talking about. Like, shut up, Jared. Uh, listen to the people around you and then serve them well. Stop talking so much. So quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is something I want to get better at. This is something I want my kids to get better at. And so we memorize. I said, son, this is a super easy verse. Let's memorize it together. And then I told uh, both he and my daughter, if we can memorize this over the next week, I'll take you out to ice cream. And so all week we've been practicing that verse. I printed out three pages of that and put them kind of in strategic spots around our house. And we've just been reading that and memorizing it and practicing it with each other. And then yesterday, they said it by memory. Um, James 1.19, they said it all by memory. And we went out, we rode our bikes to get some ice cream. And we celebrated that the Word of God, that we're learning it, and more importantly, that we're trying to practice that all week, that we're trying to practice being quick listeners, slow speakers, and slow to become angry. And they've actually, I even heard my daughter uh, say this to my son just this week. They were kind of getting in another like argument with each other, and uh, she said, Elijah, be slow to become angry, uh, which was awesome. Like, you know, she was using that against him, but uh, it was still awesome. It was awesome that she's figuring out, okay, here's the word of God, and here's what it looks like for the word of God to have really practical implications for our life today. So anyway, uh, here's the bottom line, man. There are things that we want our kids um, to grow in, in their character. There are behaviors that we want to see them start to develop as followers of Jesus. Um, But I guess my challenge to you, as it was to me by the Holy Spirit this week, was am I being, is my discipleship model a tell and tell model, or is my discipleship model the same as Jesus, which is a show and tell model? And so I I guess I would just ask you the same thing. that I was really asking myself this week is what characteristics do you want to see in your kids um, that you need to still develop and that you can develop with them? So again, if you want to be like, if you want your kids to be disciplined, like what would it look like for you to be disciplined with them? Listen, uh, you don't need to be a Bible expert, bro. Like just start reading the Bible. We literally, like I didn't even say any commentary. We just opened up James 1 and we read it. That's all we did. And then we're just like, oh, 
God says, do this. Okay, let's practice doing this. God says, let's care for the orphans and widow. We're literally next door to a widow. At our house, our neighbor is a widow. What would it look like for us to love the widow in our life this week? Like we just read the word and we do it. There's no, no like fancy theology or like you didn't need to pull out commentaries and Google and research Greek and all this stuff. Like just literally read the Bible with our kids. We're trying to figure out, all right, what does it look like for us to live this out? So if I want to be disciplined, which I do, like I want my kids to be disciplined, what does it look like for me to grow in discipline with them? Not just like me be disciplined and hope that they catch it, although they will, uh, hopefully, but what does it look like to be disciplined with them? Um, if I want to be generous, like what, what does it look like? Here's, here's one really practical way. You want your kids to be generous? Save money together. <clears throat> Challenge your kids. Say, okay, what would it look like for us to save up some of our money? And then who do you think we could give our money to? Or let's pray that God would show us where we could be generous with our money or with our time or with our stuff. Like ask them to invite them into that process with you. Son, daughter, wife, I want to become generous. I want God to grow his generosity inside of your heart. What what does it look like for us together to grow in generosity? You want to be humble? Like uh, you want to serve? You want your kids to be servants? Serve and invite them to serve with you. Like tonight we're going to church. I'm already thinking, okay, for us, we live in a, we, we go to a little house church. What does it look like for us uh, to show up to church a little bit early, to help set up tables and chairs, to, to get a wet uh, washcloth and wipe down the tables to serve other people, to, to grab the food and to hand it to other people. Like, what does it look like if I want my kids to be servants? What does it look like for me not to just tell them, hey, you should be a servant, but what does it look like to show them, to actually hold hands with them? This is the discipleship model that Jesus used. It was always a show and tell model. It was never just a tell and tell model. Here's the last thing I'll say to you guys. Uh, keep in mind, we are always making disciples, man. Like regardless uh, of what you think you're teaching them, you are making disciples. This week, you will make disciples of your kids. And the re- the question is like, what are you discipling them toward? Um, just this week, my, my, my kids take one day a week every week and they stay at their grandparents' house. And they were saying, the grandparents were saying, when Elijah's over here, we feel like he's a miniature you. Like his mannerisms, the way he talks, the things he says, the way he says things, the way he walks, the way he acts, like everything is a miniature you. And that's either a really scary thought and or that's a really um, proud thought. Uh, but But the reality is either way, he's mimicking me. He's learning part of that is just in his DNA and part of that is what he's actually seen from me. So, bro, like you're, you're making disciples this week, um, whether you want to or not. You've got little eyeballs watching you and mimicking you and learning how to talk and act. And so we just have to ask ourselves, who are we making disciples of? What kind of disciples are we making? What are we leading them to? Um, again, the discipleship model is always a show and tell. You want your kids to be disciplined, be disciplined with them. You want them to be generous, humble, faithful, kind, patient, long-suffering. What does it look like to do these things with them? It's always a show-and-tell model. I love you guys. Hope that's helpful for you. I will see you next week. Thank you.